Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And this is the Gem Jam. We're going to do an episode by episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms because it is truly outrageous and it is truly medieval. Mac is not here again, unfortunately. I really think that Mac is just officially allergic to dance. But that's okay. We decided it might be a good idea for a dance episode to have someone on the show who likes dance. Sort of. Well, that's probably the best we can do. We brought on our friend Dimly. Uh, they're a regular part of the gem fandom, at least the parts that I've been frequenting. How's it going, Dim? I definitely have whooping cough for some reason because I'm cursed, I guess. Oh my god. <laughs> so this is season two, episode 21, Renaissance Woman, aka episode 47, aka another dance episode. I'm not sure this can be called solely a dance episode. Too much happens in this episode. This episode is written by David Wise. Again, you may remember from when he wrote Culture Clash that this guy developed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and basically coined the phrase cowabunga dude. What is it with his episodes where like too much happens in them? They're really chock full. You get the feeling that like he wrote some pretty complex episodes and then a lot of that stuff had to be cut for time. So he really had to make it work within sort of the the gem frame. I imagine it's difficult because you got to cut out like six minutes of the episode for music videos. Yeah, and there's definitely stuff that's been cut out of this episode because there's stuff that does not line up and does not make sense. Oh, man. Shall we dive in? All right. So, like, the establishing shot of this episode is actually really good because we have that pan across the um, medieval market fair place and then uh, we see some hands put down this electric amp. So it's, like, telling us that this isn't actually medieval times and then we have Kimber saying that it's a renaissance fair. That's really good. And then... It's not anymore. Yeah, it's like the rest of the episode doesn't know this is just a renaissance fair. (laughs) That's a really good way to put it. Just sort of setting the stage here, I feel like with this episode, a lot of this would have been fine if it hadn't taken place in the year of our Lord 1987. If this had just been a time travel episode, this would have been fine. I'm rewatching the series with two of my friends who've never seen it before. Both of them were just completely baffled by this episode. (laughs) Everybody is here in cute, like, minstrel outfits. They're very glam. And also Rio's here. Oh, no, he's in tights. Because they're at a Ren fair that is taking place outside a shockingly well-maintained English castle that actually has, like, a lord who lives there. Well, actually, it's not really a lord, as Rio says, because Sheena says, with a real English lord living there, and Rio interrupts her to say, uh... He's not a lord yet. Also, like in the British peerage, lord is a title, but not a rank. He could be anything from an earl all the way down to a baron, but they don't tell us what he is. He's probably a baron. That would be my guess. I mean, are most of those titles like landholding? Well, here's the thing. In in the modern British peerage, which is it was definitely modern by 1987, Lords don't actually have any local feudal power. They represent a certain area in the House of Lords, which is the upper house of the British Parliament. But even then, they don't have a lot of, like, political power. They can't even veto legislation. All they can really do is slow it down. Later on, they do say that he inherited the companies from his father, so he, like, owns all of their jobs, and that's why he can do this. Which isn't really a reason, but it's the one they give us. Still doesn't explain why he's hired exclusively LARPers to be his personal security force. It's during a Ren fair. You need to sign the blood contract. And so the not yet a lord, thank you, Rio, pops into the frame. His name is Reginald. He's gussied up like an Elizabethan painting. 
And he's like, welcome to Carfax County, where I guess we have a renaissance fair every year. There's an archery tournament this year. And oh, right. Uh, there's something else. What, what is it? Oh, right. An internationally famous glam rock band is here to play our dinky Ren Fest. What kind of dingus hires an internationally famous glam rock band to play a Ren Fair? Do you remember the exact line that he says, though? I do. Lovely American ladies of the rock and roll persuasion. What does that mean? And then it cuts to the holograms and they all wave in perfect sync. It is an interesting bit of animation. Reginald's like, I'll turn 21 tomorrow and become the Lord of Carfax Castle, which hasn't had a lord, he says, since his dad died 18 years ago, which I don't think that's how it works. Also, Carfax County doesn't exist. And he's also accompanied by a guy who definitely seems like an evil Uncle Rothbart. Just put that on the table. His name is Broadbent, and he's the regent. I thought he was just the advisor at first, but I think he's the regent. That's what they seem to imply later on, yeah. And then the Sheriff of Nottingham from Disney's Robin Hood, who's slightly less wolfy, introduces the holograms, and they're going to play a song. And what song do they play for the Renfest? <sighs> Love's not easy. And in the background, Broadbent actually, like, yawns really loudly, and that was me, too. This is a really sleepy song. <laughs> this is the first time we're hearing this song, but it was actually originally slated for Island of Deception. At the point right where they met the island dude, and he's aggressively hitting on Stormer, and she's like, I don't know if I believe in love in first sight. Love's never been easy for me. And then Jim basically would have broken into song right there. That would have been terrible. Yeah. Uh, instead, it's terrible here at a Renfest. And there's a lot of dance dancing. We really got to figure out a better way to structure those sentences. I don't think there is one. Her choreography is not great. She's also like on point shoes. And all I can think of is those pictures of seeing a ballerina's feet after too many years of point. Oh, dear. Yeah, that'll jack up your feet. Reginald, though, doesn't notice that. Instead, he just gets a big old dance boner. Doesn't she still have that boyfriend from the very special disability episode? What happened to him? Cisco, Cisco, yeah, uh, he's gone, I guess. Well, she doesn't have a locket with a little off-center picture of Cisco in it, so we have to assume they're not dating. The song ends with Dance doing a full split, and then Reggie is like, oh, she can do a full split, I must meet her. Also, Dance's eye, like, sparkles on the last frame, but it sort of just looks like she's shooting a laser beam out of it. It's a freaking Captain Harlock sparkle, I love it. Are we ruling out that she has laser eye powers? I can't safely do so, no. Okay, but how about instead of a dance plot, we have something that's mildly interesting, like policemen dressed like guards in chainmail and tunics carrying bags that say Bank of England on them. With swords. And in comes a dude dressed like Robin Hood who introduces himself as Robin Goodfellow, which is like, we resemble but are legally distinct from the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild. And he's like, Jolly Jack, relieve them of their booty. While holding a bow made for an eight-year-old that nevertheless holds an arrow, a real arrow, not like a target arrow, but an arrow with a point on it pointed at these men. So this is an armed robbery. The holograms are watching this going like, well, is, is this a bit? We're the only ones watching. I guess they're really dedicated to staying in character. And they realize way too late that this is a real robbery. But then Kimber's just like, they're not acting. They're really thieves. And the holograms are like, oh, wait, maybe we should help. So they run off. Jem uh, is suddenly armed with like, it looks like a shillelagh that has been sharpened to a stake point on one end. They chase Robin and I guess his name is Jolly Jack into a tent where they find the two tied up guards and no thieves. And it's like, oh, no, they vanished. And that's just kind of the end of the scene. 
Jem actually says, that's weird in like the greatest intonation. It turns out Renaissance fairs aren't the most lucrative when you hire world famous international music stars to play your dinky festival. So these merchants who are victims of the blood contract are lamenting the fact that they are not making a whole lot of money here, which is not surprising because it doesn't seem like anyone here is actually a guest. I don't see anyone carrying around a turkey leg. Everyone here is working here. And then Robin Goodfellow just sort of shows up lounging on like a cart and he's like, hey, look at this money that I got from the Bank of England. And then he throws it at them. Which must suck. And then he too gets a dance boner. Can we say boner on this show? Have we decided? I'm kind of leaving that up to you. He actually calls her milady. Oh, God. Dance is like, oh, Robin Goodfellow. Yeah, I saw the Disney movie. Shouldn't you be like Harrier or is this an Errol Flynn thing? And he's like, milady, it's an Errol Flynn thing. And he's like, Reginald's a tyrant and I'm an orphan. I live in the actual woods. We all take lordships very seriously in England in the 1980s. All right, goodbye. He has to be dragged away by Jolly Jack as he asks her name. And she's like, dance. And he's like, beautiful. We uh, we cut away to someone's letting the holograms handle actual real bows. Yeah, they're all participating in the archery tournament on the next day. This is a bad idea. This is a terrible idea. Speaking of terrible ideas, here comes like evil Uncle Rothbart, who's like, Robin Goodfellow's going to be here. Why? I read it in the book. Also, I too saw the Disney movie. Look out for a suspiciously furry stork. Yeah, this is this exchange is like right out of the Robin Hood myth, like down to dance being made Marion and saying, I've got to go warn Robin. No one seems to be aware of this. Reginald's also like, I'm going to offer 5,000 pounds to the winner of the archery contest. Do we have any idea how much that is in 1980s English fun bucks? 5,000 pounds in 1987 is equivalent to 13,250 pounds in 2016, which is equivalent to like 17,909 US dollars. To shoot a bow real good? Yeah, I guess. This makes Dance suspicious, so she runs off into the woods. Where you can definitely find Robin. He jumps down from a tree and makes this grunting sound like he's hurt himself. And then he just sort of poses there as she tells him not to come to the archery tournament. Dance has bought into this like 500%. She has thrown herself entirely into this blood contract crap. And Robin does the whole exposition thing where he says he's determined to prevent Reginald from ascending to the lordship where, quote, his tyranny will be complete. What what What, what happens? When he says that, right before he continues, I was like, is he going to murder him? He's like, for years, I've dedicated my life to stopping Reggie's schemes, and now I must stop Reggie. By murdering him. It's the year of our Lord, 1987. Again, lords have almost no political power. <laughs> anyway, he continues on to say he knows that Reginald is not the true Lord, and he can prove it by getting captured. There is evidence in the castle, maybe. He plans to get captured so they'll take him to the castle and not, you know, the local precinct. So Dan sort of wanders back and Jem's like, okay, but are you, are you really, I mean, Robin's a thief. Should you be buying into this? And Dan's is like, I don't think he's a thief. Something in my heart tells me Robin's honest and true. And also a thief. We watched him carry on an armed robbery dance. Is the something in your heart the thing that's telling you he's hot? What happened to your boyfriend, Dance? Where's Cisco Dance? Judging by the end of this episode, I'm assuming something terrible happened. <laughs> anyway, the holograms suck at archery. 
It's actually like maybe my favorite scene of the episode because they're just sort of being bad at archery and just having a good time and laughing about it because they're not taking this too seriously. And then Rhea is amazing. She gets a friggin' bullseye with one shot. She's like, yeah, that's funny. Let me show you how it's actually done. And then Robin steals her thunder immediately. Yeah, what the heck, dude? He does that thing where you like shoot an arrow into the same arrow, into the same arrow, into the same arrow, except he does it in Rhea's target, which seems like bowling in someone else's lane. He also does it like constantly. He does it over and over and over and over and over again. Even after like the first three, he's still doing it when they cut over to him. That was not necessary. And immediately the guards are like, that's Robin. No. The Not Lords hired muscle who are guards armed with frickin' spears surround Robin, and then we go to a ye olde commercial break. Memento Mori buy a Robin Hood action figure? Was there a Robin Hood doll we don't know about? Jem's Robin Hood outfit? I mean, wait, that's later. That is a spoiler. Sorry. I think it's a given at this point that Jem is going to have a Robin Hood outfit. When we come back from the commercial break, Dance is super upset about Robin being arrested, despite the fact that he said that's exactly what he wanted. They can't do this to him. It's not right. Kimber's like, Dance, he's a criminal. Okay, first off, I think both sides have points here. Plus, Reginald said, we're going to throw him in the dungeon. So like, Kimber, that's not, that's not how you do things. Anyway, Reginald had like sent a little urchin to find Dance and ask her to dinner. And she's like, never, not while your master holds Robin Goodfellow in prison. Your master. This kid like is probably here to make a quick buck before school starts on Monday. Gemma's like, Dance, maybe you should chill out a little. And Dance is like, oh, Robin, Robin, wherefore art thou, Robin? So the holograms are still trying to point out to Dance that he's a criminal. And then as they're doing this, an armed shakedown happens. These guards are calling it a tariff. They're charging 90% off the top to do business at the Ren Fair. I don't think that's legal. And like after this happens, the holograms go up to these vendors and they're like, Reggie can just take your money and you can't do anything about it. He can't do that. You can call the cops. He inherited all his father's companies. So he like owns all our jobs. We have to do everything he says. Normally, I would think that was absurd. But Jerrica also inherited her father's companies. And she's basically a god on Earth, so okay. I guess there's a legal precedent. Also, one of these vendors is definitely just Ringo Starr. Shouldn't you be conducting Shining Time Station somewhere? And then Jem sneaks around a corner and she's like, Synergy, I think these people need someone to fight for what's right. You know, like that guy who just got arrested for armed robbery. And then she instantly changes her clothes into a Robin Hood outfit because that's not suspicious. She ducked behind a tent. It's fine. She looks real good in that Robin Hood outfit, though. Yeah, she does. It's really cute. She works it a lot better than Robin Goodfellow. The holograms all agree that they're also going to be like vagabonds and thieves and troublemakers. Shayna actually says, we'll get Reggie in enough hot water to cook a herd of elephants. What is that line? What is it? Is that another line from inside the sensory deprivation tank? Everyone I've watched this episode with has always pointed at that line and been like, what? That's also pretty grisly, Shayna. Do you think about this often? Various inventive ways to kill large charismatic mammals? Aja just sort of like setting that aside for now. We need to get these people their money back. And their first step isn't to call the authorities. It's to sing a song. And assault people. Yeah, this is Gem and the Holograms to the rescue. And they basically just spend the next couple of hours in universe uh, running through the fair, waving swords around and kicking guards in the face. 
Rio punches one dude, because that's what he does, and everyone else just sort of attacks people with swords. Well, Rhea attacks people with the bow and arrow. This party has like one tank, four rogues, and an archer. I think Shayna might be a dragoon, because she definitely jumps down from the top of that stage curtain. After the song's over, because again, these are mostly diegetic, so this is stuff that's been actually happening. Jim is like, hey, Dance, I think you should go have dinner with Reggie, and Dance is me like, what?! Never! And Gemma's like, no, don't you get it? You're Maid Marion. We need you to go distract the dude so he can break into the castle. And Dance is like, no, I won't. And Gemma's like, do it for Robin. And Dance is like, well, fine, but I won't like it. No one's asking you to like it, Dance. So they head into the castle. They split up to go look for the dungeon to find Robin Goodfellow. Rio, Kimber, and Shayna head downstairs, and Jem, Aja, and Rhea head down the hall. So we now have two teams. Do we want to name these teams? Because I don't want to call one of them Team Rio. Team Dungeon and Team Runaround Ineffectively? They do say that they're looking for the dungeon. One team goes towards where a dungeon would be, and the other one just sort of doesn't. They just kind of wander around the halls. And it turns out that Reggie's security guards inside the castle are also LARPers and they don't have like tasers or batons. They have pikes. They just run directly at interlopers, screaming and waving around pointy weapons. Meanwhile, uh, Team Dungeon actually finds the dungeon and Robin, who's been trying to pick the lock of the door with a nail, I guess. And then Rio decides that instead he is going to ineffectively pick the lock with a nail. It is a very flat nail. It's probably why they're having so much trouble. Team Runaround ineffectively is still getting chased around. So Jem has Synergy make horses to charge at the pursuing guards. These are pikemen. Pikemen are what you use to halt a cavalry charge. Well, they are just LARPers, blood contractor, no. And those are Unheimlich horses. After the horses charge at the pikemen and they um, run away, they turn around and get captured by some guards that are in front of them. So what was the point of that? Nothing. We have holograms. Just wanted to let you know. Yeah, and they do more than just costume changes, but not much. The holograms get taken to the tower. And there's commercial break there, so you're like, oh, the tower is going to be like a torture chamber, right? They're going to die, right? It's just a tower. It's like a bedroom. Yeah, it's just a bedroom. They shove them into this room that's actually pretty comfortable. And then Jem is like, a hologram can't get us out of this. Since when? Use the lions. I'm just, I'm so relieved that David Wise was like, holograms can't do something, which feels like a nice change of pace to me. But it doesn't feel like it lines up with the rest of the show. You're not wrong. Uh, and then we cut to the most awkward dinner date ever. Dance has been having the worst dinner. The dude's like, I think we shall have a most entertaining evening. Entertaining and informative. It's like one of them was making an innuendo and now the other one isn't sure what's going on. Dance brings up the whole not the rightful heir thing right as Reggie's taking a drink, but he doesn't do a spit take, which I feel is a crime. Yeah, it's weird. He's like, lies! Who speaks such treason? Dance is like, oh, Robin Goodfellow said such treason. And he drops his goblet of grape juice and is like, I fear no man, least of all him. Evil Uncle Rothbart comes in and he reports that Glamrockers have broken into the castle. It's 1987. And Dance, in the middle of this conversation, quietly skedaddles. Broadbent actually says, and we think Dance is in league with them. And the not lord turns around and he's like, impossible, Dance. Tell them. And she's gone. The shot pans up and somehow Dance has gotten up on the story high mantelpiece. She is a good assassino. She gets up onto the roof and runs into, I keep forgetting his name, but it's Jolly Jack. This part 
confused me because the first time I watched this episode, I didn't catch his name in the first scene, but Dance actually yells it when she figures out who it is, like when she sees his face. But Dance wasn't actually in the first scene that they saw Robin and Jelly Jack, so she shouldn't know his name at all. Dance says, they've got Jem and the others locked in the tower, wherever that is. You haven't noticed the castle's big frickin' tower? Maybe it's that tall tower-shaped edifice. She says it with such contempt, too. I don't know why. We cut back to uh, Reggie and Evil Uncle Rothbart. They're in, like, a scheming parlor. And they're talking about how they need to make sure that nobody finds the quote-unquote guest in the dungeons. And it was at this point that I was like, man in the iron mask. Man in the iron mask! Anyway, Reggie's like, you've been wanting to brick him up for ages. And Broadbent's just like, yeah, and I'm gonna. And Reggie's like, no, for some reason. And Broadbent's like, you're not Lord until midnight and I'm the regent. So I'm going to brick him up. And that's that. Because we have to have like six plates spinning in this episode at any given time. Are we going back to the dungeon team now? We are because Kimber found some explosives. She found some fireworks and she's like, I can use this to blow up the door. And Rhea points out, you will also blow up Robin. Good job. I don't know why Kimber and Shayna, it seems, thought this was a good idea. And then Dance and Jolly Jack show up and Jolly Jack picks up a stick and gets this whole like meticulously animated hero shot as he breaks the lock on the cell door with a stick. He quarterstaffs the lock off. That's not a thing. Where did he even get that thing? How is Jolly Jack not like single-handedly overthrown Reggie already? He could pick him up and snap him in half. Robin comes out of the room and they're like, all right, so where's the dirt on Reggie? And he's like, nah. The entire cast other than Robin is just like, what? What have you been doing this whole time? And he says the reason that he knows is because he heard a voice all the time that told him to look in the catacombs. When he was like a child? They're just like, well, okay, I guess we'll just do that. And then we switch to ostensibly the catacombs where there's a man in the iron mask being bricked up like a cask of Amontillado. They dressed up their prisoner for the Ren Fair. Yes, they did! Whose job was it to put him in the Ren Fair outfit? I mean, there's a lot of ways I could logically argue that this happened, but I like to just think that they decided that they needed to because the Ren Fair was on. Meanwhile, the holograms in Rio are wandering around in the basement and they find, quote, all the money Reggie's stolen. It's a literal dragon hoard. It looks like the last room of the Disney Pirates of the Caribbean ride. So many gold doubloons. Why is none of this invested? And how has Reggie stolen this much gold? They only find the gold and uh, they haven't found anything else. And somebody points out that Reginald's going to be crowned the Lord at midnight, so they need to, like, do something. That's not how anything works, but oh no, Rio has a plan. All those years of rigging pyrotechnics for your concerts is finally going to pay off. When did you do that, Rio? Today, Rio's job is a pyrotechnics roadie. Rio's plan is to stuff the fireworks full of money. Paper bills, in fact, that are not present in that shot of the dragon horde. Reggie's up on stage announcing that he'll soon be Lord. He gets booed and then fireworks happen and change rains from the sky, which sucks. Yeah, that seems like a terrible idea. Those bills should definitely be on fire as well. Imagine being pelted with like really hot small change. That is what it's like in that crowd right now. Robin takes a stage and he's like, people of Carfax, this is your money. And he swings down from a rope tied to something. It's like the same thing that a lot of Spider-Man's webs are tied to. He swings in. He basically just like 
calls Reginald and evil Uncle Rothbard a couple of turds, and then he crowd surfs to safety. Meanwhile, Jem has ended up in the dungeon somehow and discovers wet mortar and someone behind a wall yelling, please, for the love of God, help me. She unbricks him. Then she's like, I'm glad that I helped you, but I have to prove this thing. And I'm just like, Jem? You just found some messed up stuff. This is messed up as heck. They bricked up an old guy who is chained up with an iron mask on his face. This seems like this would be enough damning evidence. Yeah, connect the dots, Jem. If nothing else, you could probably get this guy deposed because he is clearly committing some crimes here. It turns out it's not legal to keep a dude in your basement. So the clock strikes 12 and Reginald proclaims himself Lord of Carfax, which means he is somehow now legally able to run Robin Goodfellow through with a spear. And then Jem's like, people of Carfax, your previous Lord is still alive and here he is. Also, Reggie's not his son. <sighs> Lord Carfax is like nearly 20 years ago, 18 years ago, actually. I was totally taken prisoner in my own catacombs or dungeon or something. Lord Broadbent cast out my son and made his son my son, but kept his name that was his son and no one noticed. It was 1969. We had a moon landing that year. Everybody was really impressed with it. No one noticed the old switcheroo. Anyway, long story short, Robin's the real heir. Who could have seen that coming? This kid has lived in the woods for 18 years, right outside of his house. This almost seems like an obvious plot point, but at the same time, this doesn't happen in Robin Hood. And we're in a dance hall now. We don't actually find out what happens to Broadbent or Reginald. I presume they were executed. Robin's all dressed up in a new outfit and he's like, oh, dance, don't you want to stay? You could be the future Lady Carfax. And dance is like, no. I don't believe in whirlwind romances. Girl, this guy apparently has autocratic rulership over this made-up county in England. He just invited you to come co-rule the place and you said no? Something bad must have happened with Cisco, I'm telling you. This reminds me, when I was reading up on this episode on Rock Gem, in the trivia section it said, this is actually an episode in which something doesn't fall on dance. And then I guess we're going into the last music video. Yeah, this is Flowers in My Hair. It's been three new songs, and none of those songs are Misfits songs, and I hate everything. Where are the Misfits? Why can't they be making mischief at the publicity event of the county? That would have been too many scenes and you know it. I cannot imagine making this plot even more complicated. So Flowers in My Hair isn't actually that interesting, but I did hear a really good remix of it back in the day. By the way, one of these aforementioned flowers in Dance's hair was definitely a frickin' rose that Robin tucks behind Dance's ear. Wouldn't that hurt, like, a lot? Yeah, it would. And, uh, that song stops and that's the episode. It just goes straight to credits. That was our denouement, I guess. Dimly, thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I had a lot of fun too. So if people want to see more from you slash hear more from you, uh, where can they find you on the internet? A couple different places. Uh, my Twitter is at Maho Scream. So it's like M-A-H-O-U Scream. And then you can also catch me at my Let's Play channel. Uh, and that is Witch Planet Games on YouTube. And you can also find us at witchplanetgames.tumblr.com. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on I 
iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr as well. We are at the Gem Jam just about everywhere, except on Twitter, we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, a like, rating, review, subscribe, wherever you find our podcast is super helpful, especially iTunes. They don't give us any information, uh, so that's just kind of what we have to work off of. If you have any money sitting around and you want to give that to us, we would question your logic, but also say thank you. You can do that at www.patreon.com slash the gem jam. Join us next time when we journey to Shangri-La, whether we want to or not. Uh, I don't want to. So until next time, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. I'm Dimly. And this has been the Gem Jam, where we remind you, to thine own self be outrageous.